the belief in that is what brings me calm. It's just going to be rough waters until we get to the other side. My name is Merrill Dubrow, CEO of Mark Research. I'm a 35-year veteran of the research and insights community and the host of our podcast, On The Mark. On The Mark is focusing on executives and thought leaders in the world sharing their insights, strategies, and personal experiences. I promise this podcast will be filled with tough, pointed questions with real, insightful, and emotional answers. Today's guest is Steve Quirk. The owner and president of Quirks Marketing Research Media, Steve, welcome to the On The Mark podcast. Hello, and thank you, Merrill. Glad to be here. All right. So let's get into it. Let's pretend that I knew nothing about Quirks. I, I wasn't in the insights um, industry. I knew nothing about marketing research. Give me kind of an infomercial of how you would educate me in, let's say, you know, a minute or less. Sure. So what I tell people that what I do when they ask, I said, so I run a media company that covers the marketing research and insights community. Um, And then I have to go in and and describe what marketing research and insights community is, which is, (laughs) yeah, right. Which are those people whose job it is to understand the consumer. So, you know, whether it's the customer satisfaction survey you get or focus groups. Um, And then, of course, there's political polling, which is kind of a subset and then kind of on the outer fringe. But that's really quickly how I describe it. That's good. So so my day, I got to tell you something, Steve, my day is filled with what if scenarios, right? You know, what if we need to improve our cash flow? You know, what do I do? What if one of our top five clients, if their entire research insight department um, gets furloughed, right? What, I assume you're doing the same thing. You're asking you and your leadership team a number of these what if scenarios. What what are what are some of those what if scenarios that your team is facing today? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think every leader is facing these, and it's just um, it's just even more intense now. I mean, for us, it is of course. Um, the big part of our business is doing live events and bringing the community together. And with COVID-19 and that not currently not being a possibility and we don't know what the future brings. I mean, is it, is it going to be 12 months, six months, 18 months? And so for us, it's like, well, how can we still bring the community together in a, in a real way that, that brings connection still. And so that, you know, that's the challenge we're dealing with right now. Um, I don't know what the challenge is going to be tomorrow, but there'll be one. Yeah. So let's stay with that. My my belief is that we will, the marketing research and insights industry will not have any in-person conferences in 2020. Do you agree or disagree with that? I agree with that, with the exception of you might have some very small ones, but yes, any any substantive conference, I would agree with that. I don't, I don't see that as being realistic. So yeah, I agree. I, I could not agree with you more. And and which I don't want it to be true. I want COVID nineteen to be past us in the next two weeks, and I get to buy you a beer at a conf- at your conference soon. Um, what like are you? I know that Zappy and Vox Popney put on a pretty successful virtual summit last week. Are you guys doing a lot of, are you toying with the idea of actually doing a paying conference, um, 
you know, in, in the months to come? Yeah, actually we are. So, you know, we had Chicago, uh, we were luckily, luckily able to get our London and our New York events, um, completed this year and very successful full attendance. Um, but Chicago, we had to postpone to the end of August, but that's not, that's not going to happen. And, and so, um, we're, we're postponing that until 2021, but what we, we do have a lot of content that people have given us that they were planning on, um, presenting in Chicago. So we're going to be taking that to a virtual event, um, in July. Um, so it, we're really excited about that because the one thing that, that, you know, technology has out there is that you still can connect in a digital format really pretty well. I still would prefer it in a live format, but as an alternative, um, the platform we're going to be using is going to allow people to, you know, talk one-on-one with video chats, to grab a, a table and have six people sit at it. So, you know, you, you and I could have that beer sooner we're just going to be distance and we can pull in some friends and and talk about what's going on so we're pretty excited about that um it's not the same as a live event but you know you you make the best of of what you're given can you talk about the format is it going to be you know full days half a days is what's the cost anything that you can share with the listeners our plan is you know and it kind of goes back to our model of our company is you know, even when we did our live events, we tried to make them much more affordable so that we can can get the, the people in who don't have budgets. We know a lot of end clients, they don't have the budget to attend and to travel. And that's why we did our events in the big cities. And it was either free or very inexpensive for the end client. So for the end client, this event is going to be free. And actually for the first uh, 2,500 people who register, the event will be free of charge. After that, the fee will be nominal to cover the platform. Um, for us, it's really is, you know, can we bring our community together? There's some really good content. It's going to be over three days. Um, we're going to have, um, I think we're going to be running four tracks, which I know sounds like a lot, but you can always go back because then everything will be on demand. So, and some of it will be just recordings and then you can chat with the, with the speaker while you're watching the session. So it's going to be kind of a combination of on-demand, kind of what we call live simulation and and live sessions. So, and then, like I said, you can go back and watch stuff over. If you missed a session, you can go watch it. You can connect with people. You can have meetings with people. We're going to still have cocktails with quirks at the end. And I think it will it will be a really good event. And I'm looking forward to it. That's good. Is the link out there? Can people register already or not yet? Um, it should be shortly. We're just in the process of finalizing the, de- the deal with the, the uh, platform we're using. And uh, they can certainly go to thequirksevent.com and that will lead them right to registration. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's great. So, so there you are. I'm going to take you back in the day, Steve, to college. You graduate sure. college. You, you kick open the door. You got your diploma. And you say, hey, I'm ready to take on the world. And you you go right into the family business, right? Yeah. So my, it was I was never planned to work for the family business. You always kind of do when it's a family business. Sure. My dad, before starting the, the magazine and the media company, he had um, a full service marketing research company. And before that, he did research at a publishing company. So you, he, sometimes he'd bring home stuff that needed to be you know, surveys that need to be stuffed and we'd have to do it. Or when he had the, 
the full service um, research thing, I remember having to do stuff for a focus group, getting stuff ready. I think there was, I don't know if it was samples or something they were going to give out, you know, and then when he started the, this magazine, I remember having to enter names into a, into the database and all summer long, sitting in front of a green screen, the old computers, the 386, and just entering names all summer long, <laughs> you know, so you're always just kind of in the business. And so I, I, when I, when I graduated, my degree was in economics. I was going to go into finance or banking. I, I don't know. I just, I wanted to make some money. I wanted to just kind of be my own person. And I had been interviewing at um, Anderson, which is now Accenture. and. I had an interview and my parents invited me over for dinner and I was sitting there and my dad just said, Hey, if the job doesn't work out, I've got a job for you. I think you'd be good at, you know, and I'll pay you this much. I don't remember how much it was, um, but it was fine. Um, what he didn't know is I had completely tanked my interview that day, which I didn't tell him with uh, Anderson. So I knew I wasn't going to get that job. Um, and so actually I just, at that point when I, when I knew I didn't get it, I took the job with my dad thinking, well, I'll do this for a year, keep looking. But it actually turned out for me to be one of the best decisions I made. And um, not just because I really like my job, but I got the opportunity to work for my father for, you know, 14 years before he retired. And that was a lot of people don't get that experience of having that type of relationship with your parent. It's completely uh, different. And I'm, I'm really fortunate that I got to spend that kind of quality time with my dad. You know, it's interesting because truth be told, I worked for my dad, who was a CFO of a pretty large healthcare company for one summer. Um, and it was the worst summer of my life. I, I think I would have, I would have jumped off a bridge if I had to work for my dad. Um, so that's an interesting, so, so, but you've been there for 26 years. Yeah. I mean, 26 years, one company, dude. I know. This is, this is like the old days when you, you graduated college and you, you got one job and you worked at General Electric for 37 years and you retired on a white horse. Is that the, that's the game plan for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to buy myself my own gold watch. I think when I retire, (laughs) well, let me ask you this, because I know you work with your brother and, and there's other family members in there. You worked for your dad for a long time. Come on. There had to be an arm wrestling time where you and your brother wanted to go to the left. Your dad wanted to go to the right or some funny story that you got to share. Oh, I mean, there's all sorts of them. I mean, I will say, um, It's interesting. The experience I first of all had with my father is very different because when I meet people who worked for my father, whether it was at his research company, Rockwood Research, or when he was at the publishing company, they all thought my dad was the greatest manager. And and his, his real natural side is a kind of a qualitative researcher. He loved doing focus groups. and He was a people person and people loved him and they thought he was the greatest manager. That wasn't really the experience that we had with him because when he and, and I get it now as I'm older and I've had to manage people it, it's and, and family members. It's really hard to manage family. And the one thing we all have this the as the, the siblings who work here is we've all gotten fired from my father. You know, he never fired anyone else, but we all got fired. And, you know, back early on when I was out of college and I, I took a job, my dad it was conflict avoidant. So, you know, my brother and I were just arguing all the time. And part of it was his fault because he didn't define our roles very well. 
And so finally, we were arguing over the direction of which way we wanted to do something. And our father called us into his office and he was almost in tears. And he's like, I'm just sorry, this isn't going to work out. You guys have got to go. You know, you're not going to be able to work here together and get along. And we kind of went, well, okay. You know, I was young. I was in my mid-20s, early 20s. So I went, okay. Two days later, I go back into my my dad's office and I have a suit. And I show him the suit. And I said, what do you think? I just bought this suit because I'm going to have to go out and interview. And he says to me, wait, what? You and your brother didn't work this out? And I went, what? I go back into my brother's office and I go, well, apparently we really weren't fired. We're supposed to work this out on our own. <laughs> Defined our roles. Um, and he and I, we still butt heads a lot, but we know we're better working together than against each other. Um, you know, so yeah, that that's just one of the kind of stories where, you know, um, ultimately it worked out. He wasn't always the greatest manager, but you know, it's, it's the time that I got to spend spend. And it's also, I mean, it was a lot of has to do with what I learned about my, my father and how to run um, a business the right way, you know? Um, and that still filters through to everything we do is, you know, it's not, it's all about a long game. It's not short term. It's building brand. It's doing the right thing. You know, all those things are things that we learned from my father. That's great. Well, I, I can tell that you um, you really love him and the impact that he's had in your career is is paramount and good for you to be able to talk about it and share those stories and memories. That's that's fantastic. And don't get me wrong. There's not there weren't there not there's not times that I, I didn't want to scream at my dad, which I probably did. But I don't remember those. But, you know, there were definitely times where, you know, we'd argue. But my dad, you know, for him, at some point he went, you know, this is the next generation to run. And so that's where he just kind of slowly faded out and, and left in 2002 because he realized what he wanted in the business is not what we wanted. And so he was very gracious and just slowly bowed out and let us take the reins and run with it. So whenever the day comes, you and Dan, you can take the white horse, you can take the black horse or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Let's assume you both retire roughly at the same time. I'm not pushing you out of the company, Steve, please. And I'm not suggesting you, I'm not suggesting that you retire, but eventually at some point in the future, you will. Is it, is it third generation quirk or, or what's the plan? Is there a succession plan or is it TBD? Um, no, I, I, I can tell you it's not going to be a third generation. We as have come together and it's partly because Dan doesn't have kids. My kids are teenagers. My sister who's involved through her husband, Evan, who is in sales, her kids are all growing out of the house. It's we just decided that, you know, there's a lot of challenges when you transfer from generation to, to generation and the the success rate decreases with each generation you go. And I haven't seen there's you know, my kids are too young and my nieces and nephew haven't really shown an interest. So I think, you know, our plan is, you know, we're going to. We're building the business to to eventually sell it, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that white horse on the beach someplace tropical. Ah, please invite me. I'll, I'll share that with you. Aruba is always my favorite place. I have not been. Yeah, it's a great place. If you like the beach, if you like 
blue sand. You like terrific um, restaurants, amazing natives. You've got gambling. You've got water sports. You've got a 12 mile an hour breeze. You've got 85 degree weather guaranteed. It's stay at the Marriott Stella Solaris Casino. You'll be extremely happy. And ask me, and I'll give you a list of restaurants. And don't even deviate. Money back guarantee from me if you don't like any of them. I trust me. I love it there. Sold. Um, all right. When we were younger, we played Mad Libs. So it was fill in the blanks. You ready? Okay. We do a great job at blank. I think we need to do better at blank. We do a great job at what? Understanding our customer. So we do a great job at understanding our customer, but I think we need to do a better job at. Yeah, um, I would say we've got to be faster and more nimble, which I feel like we already are, but I feel like we're still not fast enough. Faster and in terms of setting up conferences and getting content out, is it yes? No, I think it's just to me, everything moves so much faster. I mean, it's. You know, and I don't know if it's I don't think it's because I'm getting older, maybe. But I just feel like, you know, everything is is so fast. If you don't if you don't have it figured out and sorted out, whatever your business problem is, it seems within days, you kind of can miss the boat. And maybe maybe this is is unique to us or me. But I just feel that things continue to go faster and faster. Change is is faster and faster than 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 ever before. And so I just feel like, you know, I feel like we're a small company. We're only uh, about 12 employees and we're, we're really pretty nimble, but I feel like sometimes we're just not, we're not nimble enough. Other than reading your magazine, how, how do you stay current, Steve, in the insights research community? So, yeah, obviously, I mean, I pay attention to the, the news feeds is one thing that I do, both the Quirks news feed and then there's the the one out of the UK, which I find that, you know, we, we both do a pretty good job of keeping the industry informed. I mean, the big thing is I talk to people like you. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time, whether it's via LinkedIn or via email, um, connecting with our core readers, the end clients. So it is, I spend more of my, more of my time these days talking to people in the industry. Um, and that goes back, I think, to how quickly things change. Back back in the day, back in the late '80s, early '90s, you could get the news um, once a month. Now you you need it daily. So it's just really it's it's I, you, I find the biggest skill that I need to work on, and I've gotten a lot better. Is you just have to be a good listener. That's great. No, that's good advice. So you're having a lot of fun. I see you're having a ton of fun with uh, what you're drinking. Talk to me. Was, whose idea was that, and and what are you trying to convey there? I had this idea, and it's probably why I was drinking. But you know, whenever you're at a conference, when are the best conversations you have and the little nuggets you take away? It's over having a drink. And I remember thinking to myself, I had a great conversation. I don't remember who who it was, and I remember thinking, like, oh my god, I wish I had recorded this because it was such a great conversation. And so I always had this kind of in the back of my mind that I wanted, I wanted to do this. Um, and so once we all kind of got to the, the social lockdown, I thought, well, this is the perfect time to do this. You know, just because we're social distancing doesn't mean we can't be social. And so that's kind of why we rolled it out. It's like, you know, to have those quick conversations of what's going on, what are you working on, what are you drinking? Because I find that fascinating, um, what people like and, 
you learn all sorts of stuff. And then we just ask people a random question, you know, what's your quirk? What are you binge watching? You didn't work in marketing research. What career would you want? So it was just, a, it, it's just meant to have a little bit of fun and learn a little bit about, you know, people like you would have if you were at that cocktail reception at, you know, an insights association conference or quirks conference or SMR. No, it's good stuff. And I know I enjoy it. So thank you for doing those. Um, let's end with this. Obviously with COVID-19, you know, look, we all have bad days. Um, you know, we're all um, worried about whether it's, it's, you know, I live pretty far away from my mom who's 84 and in Florida and my sisters, one is a nurse. So obviously she's around this pandemic um, 24 seven pretty much. Um, and I know when I get down or, or get irritated or just feel a little bit blue, you know, I, I call people like Steve Schlesinger and Adam Froman from Delvinia or Tim Ermston who kind of helped me get picked up a little bit. And I do the same for them. Who do you, how do you get past that when you feel a little bit blue or, you know, you just need somebody to lean on? How do you, how do you handle that these days? You know, I mean, a lot of it just goes back to, it goes back to a lot of the, it goes right back to a lot of my, what my father, I mean, he had a lot of tough times when he was starting his marketing research company get tons of business, no cash flow. I remember he that the the bank wanted his his house up as collateral for him to make to make uh, payroll, and he always had this attitude of kind of the sun will shine again. You just kind of have to weather the storm, stay calm, stay focused, and that's that's really what you know. What I always go back to that is my my there's this just kind of calm of like, you know, you'll get, you'll get through it. You'll survive. It's going to be rough and it might be really ugly, you know? And I, and I look at all the people in our industry who, you know, do a lot of face to face focus groups and how they're hurting. And I'm like, you know, as a group, if we can weather the storm, we'll come out of this. Okay. And I think actually marketing research and insights is really, is really well poised because this is going to have an effect on people and a generation. And there is a new consumer out there. This is affecting people, how they're going to behave, how they're going to shop, what they want in life, what they're going to buy, what's important to them. And companies are going to have to understand this new consumer. And so our industry is obviously poised in order to help them answer those questions and navigate the future, whatever it might be, because they're going to have to understand that. And so to me, the belief in that is what brings me calm. It's just going to be rough waters until we get to the other side. You know, I got to tell you something well said. Steve, really nice job today. Thanks for your time. Well, you've been listening to Steve Quirk. This is the On The Mark podcast. My name is Merrill Dubrow. Have a great day.